All right, we'll take some questions if you have any. Any questions on the sermon? Questions, anyone? I do. Good morning. Um, I want you to comment um, on the concept of backsliding, backslidden Christians. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there there is no doubt that, um, we see it in Scripture, that people who belong to God do slide back at times in a life of sin, a, a, a pattern of, of sin. And what Scripture calls that is backslidings. There are those who would say, well, when, when a person backslides, that they've lost their salvation. Um, here again, Scripture is very, very clear. Jesus says, those who come to him, he says, I'll never turn you away. Those who truly come to him. And uh, Scripture is, is pretty replete on this. But l- let, me just, let me just establish something on this first point because to understand backsliding, you have to rid yourself of the false position that it is possible for a Christian to lose his, his salvation. See, here's a very simple thing. Um, at what point, if you believe a Christian can lose his or her salvation, at what point do they lose it or can they lose it? Is it one sin or two sins or three sins or ten sins? At, at what point can they lose it? And when you think about it, sin is more than what we do. So, for example, a person, let, let's say that a person were to commit a sin and they believe that if they don't confess their sins and the Lord were to come, they die, they go to hell. So they ask the Lord, Lord, forgive me for that sin. And they feel in and of themselves that they are perfect and righteous and ready in God's sight. But what about sins of our hearts and our attitude? What about sins that we don't even know about? Our only hope is Jesus Christ. Jesus is who we plead before a holy and righteous God. So we, we, we don't make heaven because we, are, we just happen to not be without sin in and of ourselves. We make heaven because we have put our trust in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, and God brings us into his family and makes us one of his, one of his children. So that is, the, that is the first thing that um, we have to accept. If you accept that, then the conclusion is that a person who goes back into a life of sin has not lost his, her salvation, but here's what we know. If they truly belong to Christ, they will repent and they will turn away from that life of sin. Um, one example we could think about, a vivid example, is the Apostle Peter. Peter didn't just deny Christ once, in a drop of a hat moment. Peter denied Christ three times in the same night in a decisive way. And scripture says when he realized a third time when the rooster crowed, he went out and he wept bitterly. Um, So what I would say, Faye, is that um, 
there are times when those who belong to Christ do sin, they sin grievously, and they sin even for an extended period of time. But the one who started their salvation will finish it. He promised. Whatever he starts, he finishes. Um, Think about it another way in this way. If anyone who was saved ends up in hell, it means that Jesus didn't tell the truth. He didn't finish what he started because it didn't finish for that person. Um, But he will bring to final salvation all those whom he saves. And the tragedy of the Christian life is that there are times when um, there are some of God's people who sin and they go into protracted patterns of sin. We can also see the answer to what your question is right from the passage that we looked at this morning. Paul is warning um, those in the church that it is possible to manifest the works of the flesh. Now, again, if that marks us, if that marks us, then he says you have no inheritance in the kingdom of God. But at least for the person who is in this backslidden condition, at some point, the only way we say they're backslidden is because they manifested the things of the Spirit and the life of the Spirit at some point, so we said they ran back. But if they never came forward, then they never could go back. So at some point, they manifested um, the, the fruit of um, the Spirit. And I, I think this is where we see the amazing grace of God. The, 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 the grace of God is amazing because undeserving sinners are recipients of salvation. And I imagine that there will be some people who will be surprised that they make heaven. Because they think, oh, I, you know, I, I did this or I did that, and so I'm lost forever. They'll be surprised they make heaven. Then there'll be some who will be shocked they didn't make heaven. But be those um, who Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount who will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we, didn't we, didn't we? And he says, I never knew you. Not I used to know you and I no longer know you. I never knew you. So that's a long response, but I trust that's helpful. Any other questions? And I know for some this may be um, new hearing it, but I encourage you, this is the witness of Scripture um, if you... Uh, look at it. And I'll close that with one human illustration. You know that all of us who have children, how many of us have children? What can your child do to cease being your child? Is there anything they could do to cease being your child? No? Think about the worst thing they could do. They could do something that lands them in Fox Hill Prison or elsewhere. That person is still your child child. And those who belong to God will always belong to God. Nothing separates us from the love of God in Jesus Christ, Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8. And he gives this long list. And then he says, nothing. Nothing separates us. When God sets his love on a person, he does so in a determined, fixed, unbroken way, and he will not let us go. We may let him go. He holds on to us. We sang about it this morning in uh, how deep the Father's love for us. 
There's a line in it um, that says, why should I gain from his reward? I cannot give an answer. But this I know with all my heart, his wounds have paid my ransom. I trust that helps. Anyone else? At the back, Brother Kelly. Um, good morning. Morning. Um, along the question that Faith asked, is there a difference between apostatizing and backsliding? And uh, what would you say an um, apostasy is? Yeah, that's a very good question. The Bible um, does talk about apostasy. It's those who um, turn away from the faith, those who repudiate the faith. But here's the thing with apostasy. Apostasy is clear to God, not clear to us. So even if a person, and I'll just use an example. Many of you know of Joshua Harris, who used to be a pastor in Sovereign Grace, um, made headline news a few months ago where he's repudiated the faith and turned away from it. And the term apostasy has been used to describe his turning away from the faith. Here's the question. Is his turning away final? Only God knows. We don't know. So, yes, there will be people who in the end will prove to have apostatized, to turn away from their faith in a final way. We have to wait until the last day and the judgment to know that. But um, God knows it. And so when we see a person who's turned away from the faith, we shouldn't just automatically give up hope on them because we don't know. The person could return. The person um, may uh, repent and recant the apostasy and return to Christ. So there is a difference, Brother Kelly, but we are limited in our understanding to know um, if the person's turning from faith is final. If it is final, it is apostasy, but we don't know it. Only God knows it. And so we should pray for them. That's a good question. Anyone else? No? All right. Well, let's, uh, let's stand for our closing song.